Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Change and Evolve Letter. And I'm, I'm almost a bit sad because we have actually arrived at the last part of the Enneagram series. So this is the last number of the Enneagram, the Enneagram 7. And it's also the last type of the thinking center of the Enneagram. The 7 is called the Enthusiastic Visionary. And they're also called the connoisseur or the dilettante. The self-talk of an Enneagram 7 could sound somewhat like this. The future is full of exciting possibilities and I must experience it all. I'm okay. I deserve what I want. What's next? I must move forward. I must have my freedom. How could there be any question of acquiring or possessing when the one thing needful for a man is to become, to be at last and to die in the fullness of his being? Antoine de Saint-Exupéry. Enneagram sevens have the motivational need to experience life to the fullest, but also to avoid pain. Sevens value a sense of freedom and focus on optimism, being inspired, and simply taking opportunities as they present themselves. So sevens approach, approach life as an, as an adventure, and they appreciate being playful and spontaneous. And of course, there are the four Vs that each of the Enneagram types has, and the seven as well. And it's the vulnerability, vice, value, and virtue. And as always, we start with the vulnerability or the core fear, which for the seven is limitation. Enneagram sevens avoid any form of restriction and limitation with the deeply rooted fear that if they are limited in any way, they will just not be free to escape discomfort, and pain. The vice of the Enneagram 7 is gluttony. And the vice of gluttony is the greedy or excessive indulgence in any desire. Sevens can be insatiably hungry for new sensations, pleasures, experiences, but also ideas. Identifying with this self-image of I am okay, together with their optimistic mindset, they constantly seek enjoyment, believing that if little is good, then more must be better. Others may actually envy their rich, full life, and yet sevens may still feel unsatisfied. And new encounters may please the ego, but do not necessarily satisfy the real self. Their value is joy. As sevens value their, their sense of freedom, they really do focus on optimism, on, on being inspired, on just making the world a happier place. And as I already said, taking opportunities as they come. 
The virtue of an Enneagram 7 is sobriety. And sobriety tempers type 7's gluttonous hunger for stimulation, moderating themselves by slowing down and anchoring themselves themselves in the here and now, they experience more of a quality versus quantity life balance. Pleasure is the object, the duty and the goal of all rational creatures. Voltaire. At their best, others will experience sevens as content and serene when they are able to embrace sobriety and become present to themselves and the world around them. At a less healthy level, others may experience seven as impulsive, uncommitted and unfocused as they are distracted by their insatiable search for fulfillment and a fear of missing out. And of course, Sevens also have their blind spots, which, when knowing and embracing them, gives, gives them the opportunity to grow. The seven is very quick to synthesize and learn new information and skills. They may, however, overestimate the extent to which they have truly mastered and absorbed this knowledge. They may position themselves as an instant expert without actually having the depth of knowledge that is required for true expertise. And this, this may lead people to question not only their capability, but also their authenticity. The seven needs to be active and engaged, and their highly active body language, communication style, and thoughts may be stimulating to them but can be distracting and, and even frustrating to others. If their style, for example, results in fidgeting or pacing, people may not properly pay attention to their ideas. The seven may not even be aware of the extent to which this impacts others and even group processes. Their active and very quick mind may lead sevens to assume that they know what other people are going to say. But as a result, they may not listen fully to what people are really saying. Sevens may want to feel totally accepting of themselves, but constantly avoid the things that will actually enable them to feel this way. And in rationalizing mistakes, Moving towards positive emotions and seeking excitement, sevens may be keeping themselves from experiencing themselves as a whole. And sevens may mask fear and unwillingness by expressing and tuning into boredom. When they feel terrified about something, they may end up tuning in to the ways in which this opportunity will limit them simply to avoid facing their fears. People often enjoy being around sevens as their full energy and exciting ideas and their really positive energy can be infectious. 
At the same time, others may experience them as unfocused, arrogant, and irresponsible, and may find it challenging to keep up with or keep track of them. In summary, sevens have a high level of activity and a quick and very active mind, I like to call them a monkey or popcorn brain, popping out ideas very, very quickly, but not always following up on these ideas. They will go out of their way to avoid pain whenever they can. Sevens are otherwise often very charismatic. They're, they're interesting and inspiring to be around, and you will most likely never have a boring moment with them. No pleasure is evil in itself, but that means by which certain pleasures are gained bring pains many times greater than the pleasures. Epicurus. My song of the week, well, choosing a song was really, really very simple this week because it just had to be Queen with the amazing song I Want It All, which I think is typical for an Enneagram 7. And, of course, this song is also on the Spotify playlist where you can find all the songs from the Change and Evolve letters ever published. And my poem of the week, admittedly, I really struggled to find one for the Enneagram 7, um, the most of all the Enneagram types, but finally found one that I believe is perfect. And it is one by E.E. E. Cummings that lived from 1894 to 1962. And it's, I thank you, God. I thank you, God, for most this amazing day for the leaping, greenly spirits of trees and a blue, true dream of sky, and for everything which is natural, which is infinite, which is, yes, I, who have died, am alive again today. And this is the sun's birthday. This is the birthday of life and of love and wings and of the gay, great happening, illimitably earth. How should tasting, touching, hearing, seeing, breathing any lifted from the know of all nothing, human merely being doubt, unimaginable you? Now the ears of my ears awake, and now the eyes of my eyes are opened. And as impression, well, the totem of the Enneagram 7 is not unsurprisingly the monkey, so of course that is what I chose today as an impression. And I truly hope that you enjoyed the little insight into the, into the Enneagram, my, my work and my absolute passion um, for the Enneagram over the past few weeks, or a lot of weeks actually. And I can assure you that I barely scratched the surface of what the Enneagram is and what you can actually do with it. And for my part, I very, very much enjoyed sharing this with you. And I hope I could pique your interest to find out a little more about the Enneagram, about your type, about yourself, or 
whatever. And if you have any questions or just go back a couple of weeks um, for the other Enneagram types if you missed some. And um, well, what's left is to wish you a wonderful start to your weekend. And I look forward to hearing from you. Yours, Tanya. <laughs>